Hi everyone, my name is Monsieur Wete and this is the Money Matters Podcast. Recently, I've been having um, conversations with people about wealth, riches and how to get rich and talking about rich people and how in the current climate, a lot of people's wealth are being eroded and yet um, a lot of people are becoming extremely wealthy and just talking about wealth, riches, blessing and you know all of that and um i also spoke to um someone recently and we're just talking about you know the concept of riches and what does that really mean especially being christians looking at it from you know christian perspective what does it really mean and all of that and i thought oh that would make a very good podcast i mean it's a kind of conversation that we need to make because we're talking of you know different income opportunities business opportunities there how to survive you know in, in the current climate especially with a lot of people losing their jobs looking at you know other in, um, side hustle as we call it or pp you know um and all of that so what i mean at the end of it what do you intend to achieve why you know what's the end goal what's the end game you know and yeah so i thought let's talk about wealth let's talk about riches let's talk about um what that really means and um so what is true wealth true riches and all of that you know especially when you consider the fact that uh, at the end of one's life you know whatever it is you've accumulated that's it it ends there somebody other than yourself would benefit from that and hopefully that will be you know members of your family your children uh, so why 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 do we want to become financially independent why do we want to have so much in quotes riches wealth you know why do we want to have a huge bank account have this um stock of wealth assets alternative source of income whether end or passive why do we want all of that what's the purpose of all of that if at the end of it as ecclesiastes say it's all vanity because you die and that's the end of it so yeah that, and that's why i thought this would be a good you know a good a, a good discussion unfortunately i'm the only one at the end of this discussion and i'll just share my my thoughts with you and i think the the best place to start is look let's see what the dictionary says about wealth and riches and abundance and all of that and all of that so i i went online and i looked at dictionary uh, the dictionary dictionary.com and i looked at the meaning of wealth now the dictionary describes wealth as an abundance of valuable possessions or money a plentiful supply of particular or desirable things a state of being rich or material prosperity okay so basically it defines it as the abundance of valuable financial assets or physical possession which can be converted into a form that can be used for transactions so that's what 
um, the dictionary defines wealth as. So basically, it's defining wealth as having an abundance of things that are valuable. It's kind of limiting it to possessions, you know, so to things that you have. But I, I find it quite interesting that it's called it material prosperity. Okay, so basically saying it's linked to things, you know. Um, the Bible says that we need to be careful where we store our wealth, you know. We shouldn't store our wealth here on earth. Why? Because moth corrupts it. So obviously we're talking about decay, you know, talking about the fact that it can be stolen. It can be fizzled away. I mean, in this current climate, there are lots of people who whose wealth have basically disappeared. You know, I remember in 2008, um, one of my clients had about 37 properties so over the, the 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 property boom she accumulated a lot of property a lot of it with no money down in those days you could buy a property without any money as long as you had income that showed that you could afford it and a lot of times you had to self-declare you know we call it self-certification your income um, you could get a mortgage and people were getting like 125% mortgages. So you get a 125% mortgage, you pay for the property with 100%, you use part of the 25% to pay cost and you pocket the rest. And we had situations where a lot of developers were selling, you know, the, if you buy off plan, they'll sell you like 20 properties and people would, you know, sell those properties, they'll sell it to you at a huge discount and then people will sell on those properties to other people and people were buying them because they didn't have to put down deposit and a lot of people rather than just buying for themselves were actually buying for the um were buying for the for income purposes the only trouble was that the mortgage they were quoted at that time made it affordable so they could afford the mo- the monthly payments from the rental income that they were getting the issue though was that once that preferential rates ended um the rent no longer covered the mortgage and then they now had to start paying you know subsidy subsidizing the mortgage from their own personal resources you understand and that was what cost you know a lot of the financial crisis that a lot of people did anyway so this client of mine had 37 of such properties a year of the first year 18 months she was making a lot of money from this property after this rates were run i mean she came to me after what so i didn't get her the mortgages somebody else did but when she started having issues she was introduced to me and in trying to help her i tried to help her with one or two but i couldn't help her with the rest so in doing that she had like 37 different properties that she was getting income from some of them you know the income was good the rental income was good she was able to pay the mortgage but the surplus she was getting from that she was using to supplement income from other properties some of them didn't have tenants in them at the time some that had tenants the rental income couldn't cover the mortgage if the rental income could cover the mortgage you couldn't cover the service charges and the additional cost but because she was she was an it person she was earning a lot she was earning a lot of money she could pay for it out of her purse you know and then 2007-2008 happened you know lenders withdrew you know that privilege a lot of them 
um, on properties that had negative equity, they called in the mortgage and she basically lost everything. She lost everything. So within the space of a month, she lost everything. I also know of someone as well who had, you know, it was, she was a bit more, um, she wasn't as in quotes, I call it in quotes reckless because again, that's debatable. Um, she wasn't as reckless. Um, but she, she made some poor financial decisions. So she didn't do the 125% mortgages, anything. She had quite good, um, equity in her property and the rental income was paying the mortgage, but the kind of, um, loan that she took at that time, um, they were not good secured mortgages. So she kind of like gave a personal guarantee on, you know, her mortgages and um i think a few years later so she didn't lose all her assets in, in the property crash i think she survived about three four years after that but because she gave personal guarantees um the bank came after her and because she couldn't obviously she couldn't um she couldn't she couldn't um give the bank the money the security that she had guaranteed personally the bank had to take away our assets and so again she got to the point where even after they took all the assets from her she was not able to pay off all the things she eventually had to declare um uh bankruptcy because that was the only way she was going to get out of that so the point i'm trying to make is that you know even though you might have all these assets you know um material things as the bible says it can just fizzle away in one day um yeah i'll talk about how we can walk around that hopefully um and then let's let's look at what the dictionary says about being rich so about being rich the dictionary calls rich being having a lot or having a lot or containing a large amount of something desirable or valuable it says it's having wealth or great possession abundantly supplied with resources means or funds wealth okay so that's what the dictionary defines wealth as it's having a lot basically is like having a lot of something and that's what the dictionary that's how the dictionary des describes wealth now wealth and riches or being rich and being wealthy are words that we tend to use interchangeably oh that guy is very wealthy that guy is very rich you understand and there are words that people use interchangeably but they actually mean i mean we can see from the di dictionary they mean different things okay one talks about having possession material possessions so implying assets whereas the other one talks about resources funds your means so that's an income so i think one of the core differences between rich and wealth is one is income based the other one is asset based okay i think a major difference between a rich person and a wealthy person and the reason why we tend to use the words interchangeably is that a rich person they tend to spend a lot you know they tend to spend a lot whereas a wealthy person tends to invest a lot now that's not to say that the wealthy person doesn't spend a lot they do spend well 
a lot of them probably don't but a lot of them do spend a lot as well but they spend not all their income a lot of their income is saved and invested whereas with a rich person they just spend they don't have any assets that their rich is not backed by asset a typical rich person will be professionals that earn a lot you know so they have huge salaries um and usually what happens with people like that is you know they spend a lot of their income so if they're earning ten thousand a month for example nine thousand five hundred of that is spent you know and there's also this principle you know uh, it's a mentality so it's like you know you get a promotion and immediately you get yourself a new car you move to a bigger house you know you change your clothes you change your wardrobe it's it's that kind of mentality where if the moment your income increases you you immediately find something to spend it on so if you were happy with um the basic non-branded goods all of a sudden your income's increased and guess what you're now going for the brand the top of the range the best in quotes and those are symptoms of a rich person whereas a wealthy person would not replace maybe their phone their car until that car is you know broken it's costing them more money you know it's more expensive to repair then they would think of replacing but the rich would immediately they change their car every three years you see them every three years they have a brand new car every three years they have a new car the late they always have the latest gadgets the the iphones you know the latest iphones even their laptops there's nothing wrong with it but because it's not the latest they go for it whereas the 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 wealthy person would get all the value they can out of you know what they have before it gets replaced so when it's no longer fit for purpose that's when a rich person sorry a wealthy person will replace so just looking at the two of them you might not be able to tell and usually i can tell you you probably would not be able to discern who a wealthy person is as easily as a rich person i know someone who's got i don't even know what i don't even know how many properties they've got and i was having a conversation with this person a while back and obviously it's a man and he told me he only has he has three pairs of shoes he has a black shoe he has a brown shoe and he has his work shoes and this guy is wealthy he has money he's got property you know he's got his bank account is but when you see him you can't tell people that know him know he's wealthy but just by looking at him you can't tell you know he, he doesn't dress flashy he doesn't he's lived in the same house god knows how many years he doesn't use a flashy car his car is very very practical practicable i mean of course it's a good brand good solid brand but it's very practical for the work that he does he bought the car for his work not even for his own personal pleasure you know and and a lot of a lot of the wealthy people you can't and you might even be in a nine to five job and be a lot wealthier than the people that you consider rich you know why because you're saving your money you're investing your money in assets you know you're 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 worth more than the in quotes rich people 
okay and uh, uh, if you want to find out am i rich or am i wealthy there's a simple simple way to find out um rich that calls it the, the 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 cash quadrant so basically it's you do what we call a balance sheet your personal balance sheet and you list all your income and all your expenses if your expenses is more than your income even if you're you're buying the latest designer you're going for the heavy most expensive branded thing you're wearing expensive perfumes expensive jewelry you're not rich because already you're spending more than is coming in and it's your credit cards that is saving you or maybe money that you've saved before that is saving you so if you do your income and expenditure yeah and you don't have a surplus cash flow guess what you're not rich sorry you might be rich because you're earning a lot but you're not wealthy so that's the that's the first telltale sign but if you're the kind of person that when you've done your income and expenditure your expenses is a lot less than your income so you have a, what we call a surplus cash flow yes you might be rich even though you're spending all that money but you might not be wealthy how can we tell if you're wealthy we can tell if you're wealthy when you now do what we call your assets and liability um schedule so here you list all the assets that's the things that you have that are valuable yeah so like things like your um like property things like businesses things like um jewelry art you know you list all those assets things that have value you know that um the value of it does not depreciate quickly so you you notice that I'm avoiding vehicles because the value of vehicles depreciate 20% of the value of a car is lost the moment you drive away from the dealer whether you're buying brand new or second hand and the reason is because there's VAT on it on on the price that you're paying and once you buy that car the real value drops by that VAT percentage so it's not just because of you've driven it that's why it's lost value it's because the VAT on it you know once you drive the car out of the dealers you've lost that VAT you personally because you're not you're an individual you can't claim back VAT that VAT value is lost so 20% of the value of a vehicle is lost immediately and then we wear and tear the fact that it's a machine it can break down you begin to lose value and all of that of course there's some cars you know very expensive collectible cars that hold their value but the general principle is that once you drive a car off the the dealership 20% of the value is lost. So, I'm not including cars in your list of assets. So, you do all of that and then you lose list all your expenses. So, if you have property for example, if you borrowed to buy those properties, that is a liability. If you have credit cards and you don't pay off your credit card at the end of the month, the balance of that is a liability. All your personal loans, you know, all your lines of credit that you've used up you add all of that together you know and then if at the end of it there's a difference so basically your assets are worth more than all your liabilities then that amount is the amount by which you're wealthy so for some people it could be a small amount it could be 2000 pounds it could be 
10,000 pounds, it could be 100,000 pounds, it could be 200,000 pounds, it could be 5 million, it could be whatever figure, but that's the, the, the amount of your wealth. And the bigger that figure, the wealthier you are. And that's why you find that even at an office cleaner could be much more wealthier than the CEO of the business because the CEO, though rich, is spending everything he has, is not investing anything. The only asset they have is their home. In quotes, your home is not an asset unless the debt on it is fully paid off. So if you have a mortgage on your home, in fact, the home does not belong to you as long as you have as long as you have debt on it. Because guess what? If you lose your job and you're unable to pay, the lender will come and take that property from you and you're going to be homeless. That's why you class your home as different from if you have a property. So if you have a property, you're renting it out, you understand. Um, even if it gets repossessed, you've made money from it. So you're not you're not losing anything as much. But if you if you lose that property, you don't become homeless. But if you lose your home that you live in, you become homeless. So that's why your home would not be classed as an asset in this particular context. And things that add up to your assets are things like pension. Now, the reason why I'm careful about adding pension to assets as well is if you have um pension that's you know invested in stocks and shares and bonds and all of that the value of your pension could actually get wiped out you know Um, of course if your financial advisor has diversified the pension fund into different things hopefully they've done it in such a way that when the value of some particular shares come down the value of some other shares go up so at the end of the day kind of like net itself then your pension might be, but some people are not that lucky. And especially in this in this climate, there's some businesses that are doing exceptionally well and there are others that have just been wiped out. You understand? So if, if you have your pension, I'm sure a lot of people, when they check the value of their pension in this current climate, they probably lost um, a, a bit of value, you know? And of course, maybe some haven't, I don't know. I'm not really discussing pension. So I'm a bit weary about adding pension to the assets part. But if you have a self-invested pension and you're investing in resident, sorry, commercial property or you're investing in commodities and stuff like that, then your pension could be an asset. So that's how to easily work out whether you're wealthy and if you're wealthy, to what um, degree of value is your wealth. Okay? Now, the 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 another difference between being rich and being wealthy is that wealth is about having not only enough to spend but also having enough to invest in assets that generate income to the point where you don't need to work to earn a living whereas with those that are being rich they need to work they might own businesses but they still need to go to work you understand um with a wealthy person if one of their businesses collapse they're still wealthy with a rich person because they most likely have that one business if that business collapse that's the end of it so the fact that they they drive flashy cars live in the best area in town the kids go to private schools you know makes them well sorry rich but not wealthy and there's a difference all of that so rich is for the now rich people they live for the now whereas 
wealth is for is for the forever you know um so it's about accumulating assets and everything that would live beyond you so things that you can hand over to your children investing in charities you know leaving a legacy and all of that okay so i also this being said i i want to introduce um a, a different concept you know um a concept that looks at something a, that that's different from in quotes riches and wealth and I, 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 the concept is called prosperity. It's called prosperity. Now, being a Christian, um, this is a very tricky one because there is this thing called um, prosperity gospel or prosperity theology, you know, and um, basically, it's 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 common among well, they call it Protestants. I think it's more um pentecostals you know that give the idea that look your financial blessing or your physical blessing is the will of god which is true because the bible does say um god speaking you know to his children says i wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers yeah but what they, they what they try to give they try to give the impression that there's a contract between god and human if you have faith in God, then God will give you security and he will give you prosperity. Well, God doesn't promise us prosperity. He promised us eternal life. The, the, the reward for having faith in God is believing in the redemptive work that Christ did on the cross. That is believing that because Christ died, he shed his blood for our sake our sins are forgiven and therefore we have access to god through eternal life that's what god promised but that being said there's a thing that if god could sacrifice his only begotten son for our sake god needed a perfect sacrifice you know for to wash away our sin so if he gave his son in place of us for our sin what is it that he won't give us you understand so there's also that there's also that oh that if god can give his son then what else can't he give us so if god is giving his son why won't he give us real wealth and prosperity and good health and all of that but the reality of it is that, that god did it. yes he will give us those things but that's not what christianity is about christianity is not about you know amassing wealth becoming exceptionally wealthy or even rich or whatever christianity is about our spiritual well-being being made right with god and so prosperity you know that has been brought into disrepute within the christian kingdom and there's some people that believe that the only way you know that you're blessed of god is when you're wealthy that's not necessarily so there are lots of people that you know love the lord we have so many different examples especially for the apostles who were you know pioneers of faith you know and they were not rich they were not prosperous you know however this is the principle that i want to introduce they never lacked anything and for me that is true wealth true wealth is when you need something you get it 
you understand it's when you know you have a need now i'm not saying you shouldn't invest your finances and all of that because we, when jesus christ was um, talking about the kingdom of god he actually talked about investing he likened the kingdom of god to someone who owned a vineyard employing people to work on the vineyard you know he talked about the master giving talents to his servants going away asking them to you know invest while he was away and expecting a reward so i'm not saying don't do all of that but what i'm saying is the reason why you do what you're doing you know needs to be quite clear you know it's not so that when you die you're a multi-millionaire or a billionaire with all this money sitting down in your bank account doing absolutely nothing you know when humanity is you know a lot you could have done with that money you could have invested it in people giving it to charity you could have helped even the advancement of the christian faith you could have done so much with it but because you're busy amassing wealth you know like the 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 young man who had a bountiful advest and said oh i'm going to build i'm going to break my barn and build a bigger one and i'm going to store this and i'm going to say to my my soul be happy be merry rejoice that's not the purpose the purpose is Whatever wealth you acquire, whatever assets you build, the income you're using it, you know, for the advancement of the Christian faith. That's the the purpose of it. So for me, true prosperity is when you have a need, being, having, you know, access to the resources. So at the moment, you might not have a lot in your bank account. You might not have that much in assets. But when you have a need, because you're a child of God, that need is being met. And we see examples of this. If you look at the widow of, of Zarephath in, in First Kings, I think, 17. Um, this woman, you know, she, she had a small um, enough flour for herself and her son to eat and die. That was her testimony. But God sent Elijah to her. You know, actually, God spoke to Elijah and said, Look, I've prepared a woman for you who would provide for you in this time of famine. You know, so it wasn't even because of anything the woman did. It wasn't because she gave a big offering or whatever. I mean, some would argue that, well, she provided for Elijah, so therefore um, God blessed her. But when you look at it, it wasn't because she had done anything special. But God knew that this woman was a woman of faith. And God sent Elijah to her. And Elijah said, make some for me first. And then whatever is left, you and your son eat. And I think the woman probably thought, well, whether I eat or not, you know, death is staring me in the face. So if you want to let him have it. I don't know the, her mindset. I'm just, you know, making assumptions here. And she did. And the Bible records that the, the flower never ran out. You know, from that time till... Elijah left she had food you understand so that now that's a prosperous woman the asset she had was her flower or maybe her faith you know and when she needed food God came through for her that for me is is an amazing thing also we see the widow with her two sons you know who went to um Elisha and said, look, your, my husband was a prophet. 
he's died, he's left us with this debt. The creditors are coming. They want to take away my sons and I don't know what to do. And, and Elijah said, oh, what do you have? And what did she have? She had oil. She had just a little oil. Now, oil is not food, yeah? You can't live on oil. You can't be drinking oil to survive. But for her, that was an asset, you know? And Elijah said to her, take this oil, go and borrow as many vessels, as many containers as you can get, yeah? Go and borrow as many containers as you can get and fill them with this little oil that you have. And when she had borrowed all the containers that she could get, filled it, she went back to Elijah. And Elijah said, go sell it, pay off the debt and leave off the rest. I mean, I'm just thinking, how much oil could she have that was enough, not only to pay the debt, but for her to leave off for the rest of her life? So for me, that is prosperity. That is true prosperity and that is wealth. And I have testimonies of when I've been in really, really, you know, tight spots and I needed money. At the time when the need arose, I had nothing. I didn't have anything in my account. If I had to sell anything, it would have taken me a long while. But the need was immediate. It was urgent. It was a... It was almost like something that needed to be done within a few days. And I tell you, God came through. And not once, not twice, that I found myself in that kind of a situation. And God has come through for me. I have friends, you know, colleagues who've experienced the same kind of scenario. Now, some of them are wealthy. So they've got assets but they're not cash rich the time it would take for them to sell their assets to be able to meet that need will be too long but god has placed resources around them people around them to such an extent that they don't need to sell those assets you know but their need gets met so some of those resources are the people that they have around them you know so they have a a good support system around them so god is always sending help to them some of them is the wealth of knowledge that they have some of them is their gifting and for me that is true wealth you know it's you i know a lot of especially in this time talking about covid there are lots of people who have millions in their bank account guess what your millions cannot save you from covid because one there's no cure for covid So it doesn't matter how many millions, you can go to the best hospital in the entire world. They could be paying, you could be, they could be charging you a million a day. It will not save your life. You understand? But knowing someone who knows, you know, a natural remedy, you know, I can say to you, you know what, why don't you try this? Instead of you going to the doctor and being put on a ventilator, why don't you do this? Now, that is, that is wealth. You know, it's, it, that is more, worth more than millions. And I'm sure the wealthy people would give everything they have just to be able to survive COVID. And so for me, that is what true riches is. That's what true riches is. In, it's not necessarily about the amount you have in your bank account, your lifestyle, whether you're spending money, 
it's not about what assets you have property businesses commodities shares it's about those other non-material resources those other non-material um assets that is what makes you wealthy and my, my take on this is in as much as you're trying to get yourself out of debt in as much as you're trying to build a lifestyle a good lifestyle for yourself in as much as you're trying to um create extra streams of income and you know acquire assets that will make you financial free don't neglect the other kind of assets that are not material your relationship with people your relationship with the lord your faith in the lord build your faith in the lord because that is what helps you you know god answers us in the time of need but if you don't even know how to call upon him when the time of need comes what happens you know or you're waiting until when you get into trouble to run to god i i i i, I when i read the story of job job had an amazing testimony you know but my, my the thing is that if you didn't know god so well you know if you didn't curse god when his wife told him to he would have cursed god when his friends started accusing him and pointing at him and saying to him that he wasn't a good person and he got his wealth by being a wicked person but because he knew god he was so sure not only of god he also knew that he was doing right you know he was doing the right thing in the eyes of god and so therefore what he was going through he wasn't deserving i mean he got to the point where he was cocky and you know he got to the point where he was asking god oh yeah god come and answer me which is what got him into trouble but then god being gracious you know god and god answered him and explained the situation to him so he knew better and he was able to repent so be wealthy in the right things you know as you're trying to put money together trying to put assets together and all of that and all of that focus on the important things the bible talks about seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you your motive is important you know you do not get rich by wanting money you get rich by wanting to help others by finding solution to problems you understand so it, it, you need to be careful focus on the important things i'm a christian i'm talking from a christian point of view the most important thing is our relationship and our faith with god after that you're looking at others how to help others then every other thing falls into place um so those are my thoughts on wealth riches you know and all of that um i hope it's been useful i you know a different um school of thought um you can agree or disagree with me if you disagree let me know if you agree subscribe like share write a review not many of you are writing reviews on apple i get people saying oh i listen to your podcast i really love it i really enjoyed i get a lot of thank you well thank me by writing a review on especially on apple spotify google because that's where you know 
my ratings go up and as my rating go up more people get to listen as more people get to listen more people get helped and that's like i always say that's the reason why we're doing this so thank you very much um for those of you that have given me good reviews for those that listen to me every week without fail for all the support um if you have any questions get in touch um missy owete one on instagram send me a message and i'll try and respond if you have any topics you want us to look at get in touch we'll look at that and as always my name is missy owete and this is the money matters podcast <music>